Hey my friends this is Nishant and welcome to another episode of the Nishant Gurg show in this episode i invite my guest and who is my friend as well Walt Hampton who is an adventure photographer high altitude mountaineer and an ex attorney and now is an executive coach his clients are super successful lawyers advisors accountants healthcare providers hospitality professionals and many many more So what do we do in this podcast episode we we have a back and forth conversation on different topics such as abundance and gratitude health what does it mean to have health we talk about mind body spirit physical emotional mental and spiritual health we also talk about coaching therapy and healing what do we do about the affordability of coaching and therapy if we cannot even afford it but we have a desire to have healing to work with a coach and a therapist you know safe container what do we do about if we cannot even afford a session or a few sessions we talk about faith and spirituality and then we also talk about breaking through money wounding stories i i had a lot of money wounding stories while growing up and still those carried in my adulthood and using money as a resource as an energy to 10x 100x your joy and happiness and i share a lot about my stories and how i use money to to add value in my life how i use money to add joy that really gives me joy in my life and cut through all of the corners that don't give me joy so i talk a lot about money in this because money is a taboo topic we don't want to talk about it and and i'm opening myself to share my stories about money and abundance and i share about loneliness you know how i used to be lonely and what i have been doing to overcome those loneliness parts of myself and i i share a lot about my journey in terms of getting support in in coaching and therapy and different kinds of coaches and healers and therapists have worked so far so This is not just an interview and uh, in this episode just imagine two friends are having an amazing conversation it's a vulnerable conversation i i hope you enjoy this conversation as much as i enjoyed and and now without further ado please enjoy world thank you for being on the show. I am so happy to be with you. You know that I love you and the work that you do in the world and the impact that you're making. I I just I love our time together. Thank you for everything you just said and we connected about 3 years ago. You sent me an email to be on a podcast and at the time I was covering some different topics and I was in the different headspace. My ego was big. <laughs> I wanted to get very big big names at that time but I'm glad that we we kept connecting in different forms you are amazingly big in many many forms and I'm so grateful that we are doing this right now and I want to tell all the listeners that this is a very different form of connection/interview right in the past I would wear the hat of an interviewer but right now the the intention is to have conversation between two friends back and forth to learn about each other and to bring those new changes and data points so that we can 
spread happiness and joy and change among few people. So, so Walt, I thought I would start with gratitude. When you think about gratitude, what comes to your mind these days? What are you grateful for these days? I love the question because given everything that's going on in the world, it's easy to go into depressing, despondent spaces. And what we focus on, we see. And if we focus on the doom scrolling and all of the stuff that's going on out on the interweb, it's easy to go negative. And yet for me, my health and wellness, I value that most of all, you know, it's axiomatic and cliche to say, without your health, you have nothing. And yet, you know, the work you and I do in the world is essential that we be well, emotionally well, physically well, spiritually well. So I'm grateful for that. I have an amazing partner, the author and publisher, Ann Shabani, and we travel and adventure a lot like you do. And the high mountains of the world are special places for us. And so gratitude for those experiences and gratitude for my community. You know, I'm grateful, so grateful for our connection. You know, it's Cal Newport, who you know, he wrote, you know, that work, book, Deep Work. And he said, with the rise of AI, which is, you know, that's a, no, a, a dialogue all around us. Uh, the thing that will distinguish us as human beings is our ability to go do deep, to do deep work. And that's who you are. And to be able to connect with someone else in the world, to do deep work, to have to think deeply about issues, to have conversations that are not just superficial, but are thought-filled, mindful conversations. I'm grateful for that. Thank you for sharing. All. Thank you for sharing for all the grateful things you're grateful for. You mentioned about health and wellness. Could you talk more about your health and wellness journey? Yeah. So when the amazing Ann Shabani and I were married now going on 15 years ago, I have always been a a, a mountaineer and she was a, a distance runner. And she said, honey, if I'm going to do this mountaineering stuff, you're going to become a distance runner. And I was a jogger, but I, I humored her. I did my first 5K. I thought I was going to be not able to walk for months afterwards. But then she said, oh, we should do a marathon. So at age 53, I did my first marathon. And I never felt more powerful and well in my life. And so it was an October marathon, like many are. They're either spring or fall. And I said, so what do we do now? And she said, well, you know, most people, we <laughs> they just go back to, you know, to, to jogging, running. And I said, no, no, we got to keep going. She said, well, there are these things that are called ultra marathons. I said, really, what are those? She said, well, you know, it starts usually at 50K and then there are 50 milers. And I said, let's do one of those. So we continued to train. And the next year I did my first ultra marathon. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And then we did a 50 miler and we've done a bunch of ultras. Over the years, we've run the Grand Canyon from rim to rim to rim, 50 miles, 20,000 vertical feet in a day. We did it last year in 14 hours. And so what that allows us 
to do and to feel and to be is grounded in our bodies. It requires that we be mindful about what we put into our bodies, how we fuel our bodies. It requires that we be thoughtful about our emotional well-being as well. And so that's that's a big focus for us. Would you say that every marathon runner or everyone who runs long distance has the high capacity of emotional well-being? Can we say that? Is it true? Because I, and the reason I ask that, because sometimes I see a lot of physically fit people, but they may not have that emotional range of intelligence. I used to be like that. You know, there was there was a time when I was physically fit, but I didn't have all these emotional and mental regulation skills. And over the time, I see that I'm fit, but I'm not, I don't have six-pack abs. <laughs> And I enjoy the physical mind, body, spirit connection, right? Without one thing over another, it's not sustainable. So how do we find that balance? You know, we, we have to have good physical health. A, a friend of mine would say that you can, your, your physical body is like your Mercedes. It's up to you. You want to drive a beaten up Kia car or you want to drive a Mercedes or Audi a physical vehicle that your soul resides in. Right? So it's a container, it's a vessel. So we have to take care of this vessel. And and we have to think about the thoughts. We have to think about the emotional aspect, the mental aspect. So it's it's not that easy. It's complex. This human system is very complex. And there are many facets of tackling this complexity. And it can be overwhelming for someone who is just starting into this personal development space. It used to be overwhelming for me and now it gets overwhelming there's so many different modalities you can do so much in a limited amount of time if i may speak about my journey in last one year you know i'm I'm working with a chiropractor it has been a life changer Mm -hmm. i see him twice a month and we he he goes beyond the chiropractic Mm -hmm. technical skills he does a lot of energetic work and i started Seeing him last year in 2022, August, in July timeframe, I could, I did not know that I could feel this much. The, the way I'm able to feel is so, so, so much different. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I highly, highly recommend. And I realized that how chiropractic can, can, can release stuck emotions because your body keeps the score. Your body stores the emotions. And the first on the, in the first session when he touched my neck, he said, "You have been carrying some old work-related pain." I said, "What do you mean?" And that brought up memories of my first project in 2010. And in 2010, my my manager was not a nice guy. He was basically cruel. <laughs> so I had to I had to vocalize forgiving him that I forgive you for all the <laughs> bad things. There was a small thing, but that memory came to release that that stuck emotion. And then I'm I'm working with an acupuncturist, mm. ancient Chinese, you know, once a month has been a change of how the the heat the heat gets stored in the body, in the heart, in different parts of the body. So releasing the heat. So right. there are different modalities. So so speaking about your health and health and wellness journey. So you started marathon at the age of 53, right? So how how would you start 
training for marathon, what were the first few steps? If you can talk about this marathon thing, or if you were like, we can segue to some. Oh no, 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 I'll, I'll talk to that. But I, I, I just, I want not to miss an important question that you asked in there, which was, is there a correlation? Is there a relationship? Is there a correlation? Yes. Yeah, between. I, I just didn't want to miss because that's a really important question, and I think it's really easy uh, to lose the plot, which is to say that we can self-medicate with lots of different things. We can, you know, we can tamp down. You talked about the trauma and the release of the energetic work, which I'm a big believer in. It's easy to medicate with distance running, you know, to, to, to distance yourself from your feelings. It's easy to self-medicate with food and not take care of yourself there. It's easy to ignore your own emotional and spiritual well-being and not attend to those generational traumas or even you know lifetime traumas that need to be released oh i think all three pieces you know when i teach this you know when i do organizational training around wellness i have a a triangle and it's the three e's eating exercise and emotional well-being and emotional well-being as the base of that triangle because i think that's you know if I'm not emotionally well and there's a dozen chocolate chip cookies in the in the cabinet, I'm bump. You know, <laughs> forget the running, I'm eating cookies. But coming back to the second question that you asked around getting started, for me, it was just just pushing out the distance very gently. And in that first marathon training, and created this six-month training program. And there was the oddest thing on her plan. It boggled my mind. There were these things called rest days. And I said, honey, what is this? She said, those are the days we rest. I said, what do you mean? We're runners. She said, well, if you're going to get strong, you actually have to take rest days in order to allow your body to recover. I went, oh. Now that's a concept. <laughs> so it began with a very gradual plan ramping up to that first marathon. Speaking of rest, <laughs> yesterday I did not take rest. I know all these things. Knowing is one thing and practicing is another. We can have an awareness and understanding and knowledge of so many different things. Unless we put things into practice, nothing will change. And and the reality is, I digress from all these things time to time. I go off track, and the and my resilience is to how how soon I come back on the track. Yesterday, at eight p.m., I was freaking drained. I knew I didn't take breaks. I was something something was going on at work. I couldn't take breaks. I'm a, I'm a believer in taking breaks. I would work for two hours. I would go for ten twenty minutes walk. I'm famous in taking walks in my apartment complex. Everybody sees that. How many walks do I take? How much time do I have? Like, I can't function without taking walks. So, you know, walking helps you to think clearly. So, so putting all these things in practice, it's okay to, it's, it's okay to miss all these practices. It's okay to not take breaks. It's being human and, and be having patience and not judging yourself for not sticking to all these routines. Food. If I may speak to that, 
oh my god last year was very hard for me in terms of food you know the the emotional stuff that was coming and food became the comfort yes for me even though i was eating healthy but my my portion eating portion was big because the food was giving comfort it took me months and months of releasing those stuck emotions and when those emotions got released when those things were starting to heal then the the addiction i would say the addiction the 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 reliance the dependence on the food started to lose its grip yeah so how we how we human beings find comfort you know could be in running and we have a spiritual bypassing a lot of a spiritual i'm using air quotes spiritual good people might use a spiritual bypassing and we started this conversation with gratitude right and i ask and i think about a gratitude a lot you know there was a time i would write about what i'm grateful for three things five things ten things i did that for last four five years i don't do that practice a lot i i ask myself what i'm grateful for rather than thinking through the mind i try to tap into my body okay what is it and when i try to tap into my body and the, i feel my body is expanding that awareness the consciousness is expanding so so because mind has limitations cognitively there are limitations mind is powerful and strong but it has amazing limitations and tapping into the body so and and not if we are feeling sad or if we are feeling disappointed or angry those are powerful emotions and as a do and i'm personally i'm learning about the duality i can be angry i can be sad and at the same time i can be happy i can be grateful is the is the duality i cannot hold on to that good feeling for a long time right so pendulum life works in the pendulum i can't hold on to something for too long if i'm holding on to something for too long i'm 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 inviting suffering because life doesn't work that way it's in the gray area so having that grace when we mess up when we don't follow the routines when we don't take a rest <laughs> what do you think i first of all i love that you shared about yesterday yesterday was one of those days for me i got i didn't make it to eight o'clock i made it to about four o'clock and i was completely spent and my second book is the power principles of time mastery and i talk like you i talk about rest and i talk about the the propensity you know the the badge of productivity <laughs> i i talk about all of this stuff all the time but but what i think is important is 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 how you shared and 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 you know i'll be transparent too just because we teach it just because we're out there in the world like teaching this stuff doesn't mean that 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 we're bulletproof and i think it's you used the word grace i think it's important for people to to be able to give themselves grace to give themselves latitude because it's because life can be challenging life can be filled with stuff that's coming at us and we're not all the time on and we're not all that we may have morning routines or evening routines but life gets in the way and <laughs> and that's and i think that's real and i think it's really important if we're out in the world teaching and supporting people to speak to the fact that that life does get in the way 
And the other thing that I love that you that you alluded to was that it's possible to hold the contradictions, you know, particularly in our cultural landscape and our political landscape. Everything's binary. It's this or that. It's right or left. But life isn't, <laughs> life isn't bi binary. It's complicated. And there's joy and there's sorrow and there's grief and there's stuff that we're holding in our body. And we can be holding our infant granddaughter or grandson or our daughter in our arms and still have that repressed trauma. It's everything. Life is the full catastrophe. Yes. And speaking of the routines again. I didn't do my routines, morning routines. We are having this conversation at 8 a.m. my central time. <laughs> I woke up late. Ah. I'm like I had to be on this call. I have to I couldn't meditate. I couldn't go for a walk. I can do my stretching. Okay, so it's okay to have it's okay. I can I can do this at a later point in day. You yeah. know, not, not having that grace and flexibility and not trying too hard. Not being too hard on yourself, and and in the in the personal development space, I used to put people on pedestal, right? Or get Brennan Burchard, Tim Ferriss, or these quote unquote big names, and then I ask myself now, my my evolution is when my coach, I'm working with a quantum coach. We we go beyond mind, we go beyond heart. It's just in the it's a quantum. He helped me realize that. When I put someone on a pedestal, it means that I admire some. I, I admire these qualities so high that I have to bring those qualities in myself down. Mm. Life works in balance. Life always works in equilibrium. Yeah. If I'm putting someone so high, it means I have to bring myself down. Mm. When I'm putting my when I'm putting them on pedestal, right? So. It's a shift, and when we have charge on something, we attract the opposite, the law of, law of attraction. So I used to have, in my dating, I'm single. I'm In my dating, I used to have this charge, unconscious charge, and we, we all have these unconscious biases, unconscious beliefs from childhood, you know, even pre, pre, even before you we were born. So I uh, my attachment was I want to, get married i want to have kids if if someone in in my dating didn't want to have kids and didn't want to get married and i would try to get away from that person and now my my new evolution is to not have attachments be an openness it's a different vibration when i'm open it's a different feeling versus when i'm attached when i'm attached i'm holding on to something for too long but versus when i'm open it's a different feeling i'm going in dating with different mindset, I'm open. If it happens, great. I'm open. I'm not closed off, but I'm not attached. It's not my goal per se. So, so Walt, you mentioned about support in somewhere in the conversation. So I'm curious, who is your support system when life gets messy, when life gets challenging? Who is your support system besides your wife? <laughs> oh, I, I think it's that's really important too, because you know, we in my space, which is an entrepreneurial space, you know, particularly pandemic and post-pandemic, where so many of us are in this little narrow Zoom world, 
and we can get siloed. Might you know, our team is 13, 14 people spread out all over the world, and we work in our little silos, and it's easy to be alone and to feel alone. We were talking about just before we went live, we were talking about a recent New York Times piece about the rise of loneliness and isolation. So support, really good support is essential. So for me, yes, I have an amazing partner and we're business partners and life partners and climbing partners and running partners. And so that's wonderful support. And then I have two coaches. I have a business coach and a life coach. I've worked with my business coach for four or five years and the my life coach for for going on 13, 14 years. And I think, you know, I I do coach training. I won't co- train a coach unless that person has a coach. I think good coaches have coaches. I think we need the support uh, of people who will walk the path with us, who will be our guides along the path. And then I have a spiritual director too, because I work in in that arena. And that's wonderful support to support the spiritual part of me. And I have over the years worked with a number of wonderful psychologists. I've done graduate work in in psychology. I know just enough to be dangerous, but I know enough also that having that access when things really go awry to have that kind of support in place. And so other pieces of support, I have a wonderful nutritionist and I have an energy person I work with from time to time. You mentioned energy. And so, you know, I, I believe in having a big support network and I've got great friends and I'm blessed (laughs) with those too. There's so many good things, Walt. I would love to go deeper into this support system. And before that, I would, from my own personal experience, you know, growing up in in typical Indian family in India, having a lot of money stories, money wounding stories, that money is this, money is that. So I have had to break through those money wounding stories because for me, money was make money and save money for the future. That was typical Indian mindset that I, I grew up in. You just save money for future for your kids, for their weddings. That's all you do nothing. For yourself and now all the support system life coaching ritual coaches energetic coaches different kinds of healers it costs money right and i and there was a struggle for myself i even though i could afford but i didn't have the courage to say yes to those things right those money wounding so is it worth spending hundred dollars two hundred dollars five hundred dollars for a session with a coach, right? So breaking through those breaking through those money wounding stories in the last two years have been massive for me. So I, I think about money before we get. So how do I use money? Using money to add joy and happiness. And I learned this principle from this this guy. How do his his book is, I will teach you how to be rich. I will teach you how to be rich. I'm missing his name. He's Indian guy. Said Ramit, Ramit Sethi. Ramit Sethi. Ramit Sethi. So using money to 10x and 100x. So I use money to, for my health, my emotional, physical, mental, spiritual health. And I see people 
a lot where they said they want to do this kind of work. They want to have a life coach. They want to have an energetic healer, but they can't afford $100, $200 per session. It's, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard. So what, what's your thought? What are your thoughts on that? Like people who can't even afford. And when we look at the personal development space, the, uh, on the influencers, they will say, if you want it so bad, you will make it happen. But the reality is money is an energy. It's a resource. If somebody cannot really afford it, $100, how do we make it? How do we make it happen? Because the desire of having a coach, a desire of having an energetic healer is one thing, but in, in reality, having having the resources to pay for that person. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm curious. So first of all, I love you that you brought up the money piece. In my work as an executive coach, I it is rare for a day or a week to go by that I'm not diving into money and money mindset issues. Because very few of us come into our adult lives without some type of what I lovingly refer to as head trash around money. There are that we have money, we have, we come into adult lives by and large having some idea of money. You know, the many times a first memory of a child picking up a coin from the ground and putting it in her mouth or his mouth. The very first thing that comes out of the parent's mouth is, don't do that. Money is dirty. Uh, and, you know, we get we get taught early on uh, uh, from our families of origin all sorts of stories about money. And so facing into that and understanding that that infects intentional use of the word a lot of things in our life, as well as our willingness to invest in ourselves. And I'm just going to call out because I think this is kind of toxic positivity BS out in the social world that, you know, if you want it bad enough, you can get it. That's not true for everybody. That is not true. There are a lot of people who really want things badly, who in fact cannot afford it because they cannot afford the, the most fundamental things in their lives. You know, if we come back to Maslow's hierarchy of Meaning, you know, there are some real basic things that need to be dialed in. Food, water, shelter. Child care, you know, expensive stuff. So having said that, you referred to, you know, our body as our, as a nice Mercedes or nice car. We know that if we don't service the car, whether we got a late model car or a beater, it's going to, it's going to seize up and not be useful for us. So the lesson, I think, is that at some level, we need to feed those pieces of ourselves and get the support that we can. And that doesn't necessarily have to mean, you know, you and I are very blessed that we have the ability to surround ourselves with, with good support, but it could be. I mean, you've done over the years amazing podcast work. That's That can be support, tapping into the amazing people that you connect with. That can be support. There is There are amazing 
books out in the world that we can go to the library and get and tap into some of the masters across time and get support. We can lean in and be more transparent with those who are close to us, our friends, and get support from our friends. And, you know, there are, I know because I've trained some of them, there are some good coaches out in the world who are starting out, who have reasonable investments to make. And so there are all sorts of levels. I think, you know, you use the the phrase earlier, just opening to things. I think opening to the possibility that support is essential if we're going to walk this challenging path that can be our lives. Yeah. And it's a great point because up until two, three years ago, if if you had asked me, okay, this coach said this coach takes $300, $400 for an hour. I was like, this is too expensive. Someone asked me, what do you mean by this is expensive? Expensive to what? We say things very loosely. And I say things very loosely. And I, I ask myself, what does that even mean? So these days, I say, I want to I want to feel emotionally safe. I want to feel emotion psychologically safe. And what does that mean to me? I don't even know what does that even mean to me. So asking, inquiring myself. So going back to the money topic, the coaching because money is a taboo, right? We don't want to talk about money, and a lot of relationships, romantic relationships, get might get messy because when they don't talk about money openly and i i grew up in that environment where money was the only source of conflict fights emotional fights and that topic this topic of money has become so important for me to really master that to some extent because money having money and not having money can still cause cause issues more money will will not solve all the problems if 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 i'm miserable in my present situation more money can bring new resources but more money will not resolve the misery right so if that is true then all the millionaires and billionaires would be happy and joyful and abundantly successful so those are different things so i think about let's say if somebody's somebody's wanting to get coaching or support and they are not able to support, they are not able to afford that thing on a monthly basis. And I ask myself, if I'm in the situation, yes, I cannot even, I cannot afford all the coaches because of every different kinds of coaches have different kinds of price points. If I really want it, can I just maybe once in two months, once in three, four months, once in six months, can I have that one session? Can I can I manage my life around to have one session with that person? And I'm fortunate to find some really cool people, healers and coaches who are amazingly affordable and who have amazing offerings. If people who are listening to this podcast, they're looking for coaches, healers, I'll be happy to support you. Just send me an email or in, through any medium, LinkedIn, Facebook, I'll be happy to support you. And I, I realized that. People who charge a lot of money doesn't mean that they are so good at it. it. It is not. And there are some people who charge bare minimum to support them so that they can bring the change. Their, their desire is to make it affordable to a lot of people. That's there. So so we have to, it's like a shop, it's like shopping, you know, in, on the podcast, I used to ask a lot of psychologists, how do, therapists, how do we find the right therapist for ourselves? 
they would say that it's like shopping. You shop around. You shop around. And when we, we don't have to stick to one coach forever. In in December, in January of this year, I work with a voice activation coach. Mm-hmm. A voice activation coach. She's not, she doesn't even have a website. She I was in Asheville, North Carolina, and I went to a restaurant and she is a server at the restaurant. We we started a conversation. She said she's she does voice activation therapy. She and she's supporting herself by being a server. This restaurant. And I said, okay, can you support me with this voice activation therapy? Very, very affordable. 70, 80 bucks for an hour. And she would give me two hours. I would pay for an hour and she, she would go above and beyond. I didn't have the ego that, oh, she works in a restaurant. It, and so I, I did two months of sessions with her. And the goal was for me not to sing, not to practice singing, to really own that, to really own my voice in this world, to really own my truth, to really own my authenticity without apologizing. Love so that. that was the work we did. And she's nowhere, she's nobody knows about her. I mean, she's not on social media. She and she got me so many massive breakthroughs that I'm so grateful that for. Mm-hmm. Like she helped me heal some really deep traumas that that happened to me last year. Mm-hmm. And so finding people who can support us. Right. So that's that's the key. I loved your metaphor of shopping. I think it's important to go out, you know, to open the door to the possibility, you know, to come out of our little post-pandemic isolation and and open ourselves to those people who might be out there. And I join you in the invitation. You know, you and I have access to amazing people in the world. And, you know, I know, as you do, quite a few people who who are willing to work at various levels you know my in the spiritual direction world there's lots of sliding scale work yes uh, that happens out there so just opening to the possibility because there's an old i think it's an old african proverb if you want to go fast go alone but if you really want to go far it's better together and that sense that you know we need one another we need we need community we need support in order to go the distance i think is truer now than it has ever been right and and before jumping onto any conclusion and saying that it is expensive or it is super expensive or this is this or this is that if we ask ourselves what would it look like to make that happen what can i do to make it happen for example I'm go- this weekend, I'm going to a business conference in Austin, Texas, and I'm paying $3,000 for two days. This is a stretch. I've never paid that much money for a two-day event. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I signed up, I my intuition was saying, I, I had to go there. I had to go to this event. And this older parts of myself were like, this is expensive. I've never paid this much money for two days. But my intuition was strong. I, I sat on that decision for a day. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was able to sign up. I, mm-hmm. I haven't regret that decision. So because my intention was clear to to build relationships, to connect. Yeah. And this is this is the reality. When we, the, the people we want to connect with, we have to go in those spaces. 
I have put myself in those spaces which were uncomfortable for me in the last two, three years, putting myself into different spaces to connect with different kinds of people. Yeah. You know, this this new world of psychedelics, healing, spirituality, I didn't know all this world. So openness is the key, I think, that and rather than saying, no, this is not for me, being open, yes. being open, okay? This 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 opens so much for us, and it's and I ask myself, okay, all the time, where I have some plans in my present moment. I don't live too far in the future anymore. I'm more of a few. I have plans for next few months. That's all. I don't go much beyond few months anymore. I think life has a much grander plan. You know, your God, your your universe, whatever name you call, they have much bigger plan for us and i I know while we are jumping here and there in this conversation this is a new to be honest this is a new format for myself in in the past i would stick to very very stringent thread i would follow very i would i would wear different hats this is a very different (laughs) yeah this is this is amazing i'm actually enjoying it and when i say i'm enjoying it i'm feeling that in my body right now my body's I'm, i'm i'm feeling great yeah well, you know, and just for full transparency, you know, we we've talked about let's 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 not do the formal thing, but let's like have a real conversation. And that's that's value. That's really valuable. It's valuable, certainly for me. And I think it's valuable as a model of what's possible in the world is to connect deeply with people to actually to actually connect, because that's rare these days. You know, we're always you know, we're always like deep into rarely anymore do we do deep connection which feeds and fuels that loneliness that self that sense of isolation do you feel do you ever feel how do you how do you define loneliness for yourself do you feel lonely at times or what does that mean to you loneliness so i am a introvert which for my audience that may be listening is like what not introvert meaning shy, but introvert around the way that the author Susan Cain, another lawyer, she wrote the book Quiet. She said introverts go to quiet to recharge. Extroverts tend to go out to social functions to recharge. I go to quiet after I've done a big speaking gig or gone to a weekend a thing like you. I have to go to quiet to recharge. And sometimes like a lot of quiet for days on end. So I am alone, but not lonely because that is that that place of solitude feels secure for me. And I've got this amazing partner, so I'm not lonely. So for me, loneliness is, if I were to define it, is Coming back to our a, a core thread of our conversation, it's not being supported. It's like being out on a on an island where no one knows I'm there, and I don't have any ability to get support when I want. That that you know I'm just adrift in on this little blue dot in the universe. That's that's loneliness, and I I certainly have felt that from time to time over you know the course of my life which has led me to put in place all of the support structures we've talked about so loneliness is 
there's no one who who gives a damn, who wants to support me, who and I'm I'm in this all by myself. <laughs> and I, I'm laughing because the the topic of loneliness was so big in my life. You know, I felt so 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 lonely growing up as a child and even my adulthood. And I would say since last year, more more so last year, I've I've become so much comfortable being with myself. I was comfortable with myself, but it's a different level of comfort with being myself. And having friends and support system, those are great, but we have to, I'm using have to, or we can use we get to, get to a point where we get to seek that comfort with ourselves. Even when people are there around us, it's great. We can enjoy and love their company. If nobody's around there, how can we learn to give all that love to ourselves? And that goes back to self-love. And there is no how-to. And I knew all these how to love yourself, how to do this, how to do that. That's taken me a long time to really, to really embrace that. That yes, I, I get to be with myself first before I ask for support. And yes, there, there are times when loneliness, and loneliness for me comes when I am focusing on people who don't want to spend time with me versus people who want to spend time with me. So yeah. I have different kinds of people I know in life. If when I reach out to one set of friends or one set of people, they are happy to meet with me. They are like, hell yeah, let's do it, dude. Let's let's meet. And there's another set of people. When I reach out to them, they will say, let me check my schedule. I'm busy. They saw that. Like, why not I spend my time with people who are excited? To see me, why don't I focus, put my energy and focus everything on the set of people who love me, who care about me? And then when I think from that angle, the loneliness starts to disappear and, and embracing and just saying, I'm feeling lonely. There is nothing wrong with that. There is no not having to have that spiritual bypassing that loneliness is a strong emotion. It's telling something about and every emotion is telling something about ourselves so yeah i'm feeling lonely great what can i do so learning to feel those and i'm I'm doing this work these days with this coach to truly allow myself to feel whatever is arising you've tapped into a deep deep thread here too that is really important the philosopher blaise pascal wrote that all of humanity's troubles, discord, arise from the inability of a person to be alone by himself or herself or their self in a room. And we see it more and more right now. And it's it's this it's this par- paradox that the it seems like the lonelier we become, you know, coming back to that article that we talked about earlier, the lonelier we become as a culture, the more we go to the superficial to distract, which causes us to stay on the surface, never connecting with the depth of ourselves, 
you mentioned the universe, God, creator, whatever this greater force of love is in the room, never coming back and tapping into that deep thread, where which is our innermost self. It's from that place, you know, if we can reground in ourselves, if we can reconnect with our own hearts, our own spirits, get comfortable being still, that allows us even more resourcefulness then to connect with others. But it's very hard to do that if we're not grounded and connected to ourselves. Have you heard of IFS, Internal Family Systems Therapy? Yes. Yes. So I'm not an expert in that, but I I have learned a little bit about that and practice. If I'm feeling lonely, rather than saying I'm feeling lonely, a part of me is feeling lonely. You know, I have these different parts of myself and this true self, my, my... higher self will have a chat with that part of myself hey honey what why are you feeling lonely what what do you need ask Mm -hmm. having that chat with that part of myself and 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 it 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 shift things change when when our higher self because your higher self or your true self your capitalist self have a chat with that part of yourself and there are so many different resources in ifs yes I did interview Brian Johnson and we talked a little bit about the IFS. There's so many amazing resources. And this is a great model, great therapy, I would say that different parts. When we when I think about different parts, then yeah, I can have different parts who are some parts are adventurous, some parts are introverted, some parts are extroverted, some parts are funny, some parts are serious. So I have all these different personalities. And some serve me, some don't serve me. I need to let go some of them and I need to stay with them. So having that conversation and, and my coach tells me to give names yes. to, to these different parts. There's a part of me, <laughs> I have given that name. The name is Sexy Sam. And like, yeah, if, I, if I'm going out, if I find someone attractive, I say, oh, my sexy Sam is feeling attractive to that person. (laughs) It could be the the name of a new podcast. (laughs) Oh, my sexy Sam is feeling aroused. My sexy Sam is feeling. Why do talk to this girl? But what you're sharing comes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is, you know, there are there are all these things, you know, all of these feelings, all of these parts, and it's so easy to fall into good, bad, night, dark, positive, negative. But, you know, life life has all of these things, you know, the loneliness, the happiness, the grief, the joy, the parts that are feeling sad, the parts that are feeling sexy, all of it. You know, it's, it's the entirety of our lives, which is a, you know, <laughs> it is a beautiful thing. Yeah, if, if we hang on to negativity for long, that might cause you, yeah, you can be negative, it can be positive. And not hanging on to positive, that becomes toxic for too long, you know. So it's an an evolution. And I think giving grace that life changes so fast. And how do we get on board with life, you know? Yes, external circumstances. We we can change external circumstances to some extent. And we get to be flexible with the external circumstances. I think the support, going back to the support. Mm -hmm. I have... I'm so fortunate that I have a full team of therapists, coaches, different kinds of healers. They are just a text away. If I if I'm really struggling, 
I will have a session with them. You know, with some, I don't see them often, but they are there for me. If I need them, they are just a text away. We will get on the call. I will cry. I will get, get the guidance. It helps, you know, having a support system. And I'm happy to share their names if people are wanting to have sessions and therapy or therapy. I don't have a therapist mm-hmm. per se. It's like they, I would call them as guides. They are kind of navigating. They navigate my life and I'm not able to navigate certain situations in life. They would. I would call them as guides, you know, yeah. The other thing, you know, I'll just throw out there too is I, I was thinking today, I'm going to be meeting as I do every other week with a group, small group. There are five of us who are folks who work in the industry that we work in, personal and professional development, with various types of businesses. And we call it, I don't know what we call it, it's a little mastermind group. And we spend an hour and a half every two weeks. There's no cost. There's no investment. We just five years ago, we just, we met together at, we met at a, at a meeting like you're going to be going to this weekend. And we share one win. We go around the, the room, one win, one question, and we break the time up uh, to get everybody's feedback on the question. And then at the end, one takeaway. That's our format, super, for, super simple format. But every two weeks, connecting with other people, and we've had good days and bad days. We've laughed, we've cried, but no, no investment to that. A group of people that we put together that support one another. And that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. That's amazing. What do you think, Walt? Can we I think we can have that format next time? I think like so. when I think win, so. win. I think that would so. be amazing. Because we got other we got other stuff to talk about, dude. <laughs> There's so much, you know, and I know that I was going in many different directions and this is this is the beauty of just embracing all the messiness embracing all of it that life is not one thing and another thing it's everything combination of everything and integration and for me this this word is coming integration yeah, the integrating cool. all different parts of myself integrating everything and and, and sharing that True vulnerability <laughs> with people and not behind the mic only. I know because people get tired of that. It's that's the entire the social world is like people putting out their best, most pristine, richest selves in front of on jets. And it's just it's not real. People want real. Part of the weariness in the world is they just we want real. And that's part yes. of, you know, that is uh, so much of the gift that you bring to the world is the realness of who you are. And I so honor you for that. And I honor, and I I, I honor you and honor your being as well, Walt. So before we wrap up this conversation, any closing thought that you want to share with the listeners or anything? I know we will be doing this more and more in different yes. formats and having fun. So anything closing thought to yeah. the listeners? Oh, it's... I, I think it's easy to put off things. You know, we've talked about a lot of interesting ideas. And if I'm fond of saying to the, the, the people I work with, if ideas were all that was necessary for success, we'd all be rich and thin and living on a beach already. So what I'd encourage, you know, you shared some amazing stuff. The conversation had some real jewels and threads in it. I'd invite our listeners just to take one thing 
Just take one thing and play with it. Be curious about it. Take some step with it, whether it be, you know, exploring parts work or exploring, you know, whether they've got a sexy Sam in them or sex, sexy Samantha, or, you know, looking for somebody that's affordable that they could invest in for coaching or support. One thing, because not everything works for everybody, but be curious and take one thing from our conversation and take one small step with that. I'm going to borrow sexy Samantha name. I love that sexy Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend, Walt, thank you for this amazing. I'm feeling so, so joyous and happy and grateful that we were able to do that. And I, and I missed it. it, it I missed doing the new podcast. It's been a while that I'm doing this new interview. Not new interview, it's a new conversation. I so thank you, Walt. I think it's really, really, really good stuff. Hey, my friend, this is your host again, Nishant. And before we start this podcast episode, I would love to tell you that I am receiving podcast feedback survey. And the intention of this podcast feedback survey is to know who are my active listeners personally, so that I can create a magical heartfelt experience and touch your heart through my personal stories and guest personal stories and learnings. This feedback will really help me to see what you love the most about this podcast and where I can improve. And then I can double down on the activities you love the most and slowly adding new things from this category of new improvements. There are total six short questions which will only take five to seven minutes. And the link of this podcast feedback survey is in the description of this podcast. The first question is, how would you feel if you could no longer listen to this podcast? In case, if I stop publishing it, how would you feel? Somewhat disappointed? Very disappointed? Not disappointed at all. <laughs> you don't care. And the second question is, what is your favorite go-to podcast platform? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, could be others. And number three, what type of people do you think would benefit the most from this podcast? Question number four is, what is the main benefit you receive from this podcast? Number five, how can I improve the podcast experience for you? And the last question is, what can I do not to make this better, but to make you tell everyone about this podcast? Whoever you meet in your life, you tell about this podcast. Listen to Nishankar show, listen to this show. What can I do differently that you tell everyone about this show? There are total six short questions and this link and the form link is going to be in the podcast description. So please check it out. I would really, really appreciate your feedback this fall. And thank you so much again. And now let's start the podcast. <laughs>